Hi, I'm Jeannie Patel-Thompson, and today Nicole, Paul, and I are going to be discussing all about elemental diets. So we're taking a lot of questions today, and we're also um, talking about the different kinds of elemental diets and the pros and cons to going on each. We also, both of us, get a lot of um, questions on the forum and the blogs, and so we're going to just try and give people as much information as we can. So if you want more um information about um, natural healing methods for digestive diseases, you can go to www.listentoyourgut.com. So, Nicole, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by handing it over to you because you're the main person on the forum, and I know you do a lot of phone consults for people assisting them with implementing an elemental diet. So I'm going to hand it over to you to start with. Okay. Well, one question that or idea that people often get, which I see, is, you know, the elemental diet, as we know, is fairly expensive. So they'll say, you know what, I know I want to do this, but the only way I can do this is if I work and do it at the same time. Um, So what would you say to somebody who um, tells you that? That is such a difficult question because... First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna start by because we may have total newbies on this call, and I want to okay, explain yep. what an elemental diet is. Um, mm-hmm. An elemental diet is where you go on a completely liquid diet where the nutrients themselves have been processed in a way that they're pre-digested. So there's very little digestion required. And um, with the product that I formulated, the elemental diet product I formulated called Absorb Plus the nutrients are in the bloodstream within about 20 minutes of drinking it. So this way, let's say your digestive um, capability is very reduced and your absorptive capabilities are very reduced. So even though you may be taking in a lot of calories, you're still losing weight because you can't absorb the nutrients from those calories. So an elemental product, a good quality one, um, will get those nutrients straight into your bloodstream. Now, when your GI, your gastroenterologist, recommends that you go on an elemental diet to provide bowel rest, that's, again, because they want to give your your GI tract a break from the digestive process, but they also want to reduce the stool volume that's going into your colon. So because you're on a liquid pre-digested diet, you pass very little stool, and it's usually liquid and watery. I mean, there are a few, a certain percentage of people who it leads to constipation, Um, because the maltodextrin component, the carbohydrate component, can absorb a lot of water. But for most people, it results in, you know, what feels to them like diarrhea, but it's actually not. It's just you're taking in a liquid food source, so you're passing a liquid food source. Um, So when your doctor recommends you go on an elemental diet, they will normally recommend the um, hospital pharmaceutical uh, elemental products If you check the ingredient list on those products, very high in oil, super high in sugar, artificial flavorings, artificial colorings, you know, not the protein source is um, usually a combination, often containing casein, which is a highly allergenic protein. They're just ridiculous products in my opinion. Um, But, you know, often in Canada, they're covered by Medicare, so that's what you get. So your results using that type of an elemental product are one thing. And then your results using 
the product that I formulated as a result of looking at those products and saying, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm putting that into my system. So I formulated Absorb Plus, which is you know 100% natural, the highest, most expensive whey protein you can find because it's a pure isolate. So there's you know, it has a very low um, rate of people being allergic to it. There's no lactose, et cetera, et cetera. And then you combine it into my elemental diet program called the IBD remission diet, which is not just an elemental diet, okay? So it's bone broths, which are extremely nourishing and rebuilding for the body. It's a targeted supplementation plan. Absorb Plus itself also contains a custom blend of 10 different amino acids that I select, selected specifically for people in, these, in basically any disease state. Um, so it's a, the IBD remission diet is also a very different thing from the elemental diet, which is why a lot of people with colitis and IBS have really good success rates with the IBD remission diet. Because so, it's really a targeted, almost like a healing spa for your body. Exactly. Instead, it of, not, instead of only giving bowel rest and nothing else. That's right. That's right. And, and the, the supplements are geared to um, eradicate the pathogens from the gut, repopulate with good bacteria. They heal the mucosal lining. So any inflammation, ulceration gets healed. So, and, but here's the thing. As you pointed out, none of this is covered by you know, your standard health care. Although we do have certain people who've been able to, and there's no standard for it. I think it just depends on how persistent you are or maybe, you know, the luck of the draw. But we have heard from people who've been able to either um, get the cost written off against their income tax, so it's a tax write-off. They can get it written off that way or they can get a portion of it written off that way. Again, this depends on what country you're in, probably depends on what state you're in. We have one guy here in Vancouver, Canada, um, who he, through getting letters from his gastroenterologist, proved that this, that Absorb Plus, is the only thing he can eat, and he will die without it, and so he gets it 100%, and really it is. It's all he eats. Mm-hmm. He's, it's all he's eaten for like three years now. Wow. Um, he gets it 100% covered by Medicare. So there are, and then I've heard from other people, they've said they've, and we, we keep saying to them, can you send in, you know, a list of how you do it and we can make it available to people? But so far nobody's, um, you know, sent that into us. But uh, we have heard from a couple people who've said, depending on their health plan, they've been able to get coverage for it. But I think it's it's a very case-specific um, right, right. type of thing. So to answer your question, someone is saying that they can't, uh, they can't do an elemental diet because they can't rest properly. They have to keep working in order to generate income. Exactly, exactly. I've heard that from a few people. You know, and, and it is a difficult question because really rest is so necessary it is. to heal. Healing takes a lot of energy. And when you're using all that energy, you know, to go to work or go to school and do errands and whatever... Um, you're taking away from energy that could be used for healing. That's right. And the the other key point is it, with, when you're consuming any elemental product, because the nutrients are boom into the bloodstream, there's no sustained release of nutrients or energy. So I will hear from people who say, oh, I feel so great. I've got so much energy. But for myself, I feel a great drop in energy when I when I've you know gone on any kind of um, elemental diet because 
there isn't that sustained release of nutrients. So even though you're getting an adequate number of calories for the day, personally, I feel really tired. And I think also, I mean, if you're going on the elemental diet, it's because you've got some heavy-duty healing to do. That, as you pointed out, that takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of rest. So I guess my answer would be for somebody who absolutely cannot rest and they have to work, um, I wouldn't go to the expense of a full elemental diet because Mm -hmm. I don't think you'd see good enough results to justify the cost. What I would do is, um, and I just, you know, a couple weeks ago posted on my blog about this at listentogut.com, about a half elemental diet. Um, And this is wonderful. Some researchers in Japan said, hey, people, we get such great remission rates with 100% elemental diets. Let's try a half. They just called it a half elemental diet. And so what people do then is they combine um, the Absorb Plus shakes with their regular, you know, I mean, they would have worked out in their diet which foods they tolerate the best. Mm -hmm. And so they just, they mix it. So in the study, the participants ate half regular food and half elemental product. Um, So for someone who's working full time, I would just just really um, let your body be your guide and let your energy levels be your guide. And I would try to get as much of the diet elemental as possible just to give that bowel rest, just to get the um, improved uptake of nutrients into the system because that just getting adequate nutrition can do a lot of healing for people. Sure, sure. Right? So I would do that and I would get as much elemental as you can um, and then for the rest of it, or, or here's another way. Mm-hmm. If, that, if someone can get access to raw milk and they can tolerate raw milk, Right? Because raw milk contains special enzymes used for its digestion. It contains lactase. The proteins are not denatured. So even somebody, you know, I mean, well, there's, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who cannot tolerate pasteurized milk who are just fine with raw milk. So if they can tolerate raw, unpasteurized milk, they could do half raw milk, which pr- provides a more sustained release of nutrients, and half absorb plus. That might be a way to go. And then that, of course, is also going to be cheaper. So before somebody embarked on something like that, how would they want to test the raw milk to make sure that they can tolerate it? I mean, I, I know how to, but our listeners yes. might not, so if you of can course. describe that. <laughs> yeah. um, they would take, um, they would start with, say, a quarter cup a day at room temperature because the room temperature is the most easily tolerated and just start at that and gradually build up and just watch their body for any signs of intolerance. And that will give them um, a, good, a good overview. The other thing is that people have found um, if you want to be test for tolerance even you know, more, you take mm-hmm. your raw milk and you make it into raw milk yogurt. And you start with that uh, because it has a higher probiotic content. So you could do either way. You could start with making raw milk yogurt. And we have a recipe for that on JPT Wellness Circle, which is jptwellnesscircle.com. Or you can, because again, you don't want to make normal yogurt, because if you make normal yogurt, you boil the milk and you're killing all those beneficial enzymes and the beneficial probiotics that are in the milk. So to make raw milk yogurt, you you only heat it to um, about 100 degrees. 
and then you add um, a bit of gelatin if you want to firm it up. But if you're okay with it being more liquidy, kind of like the Indians use yogurt when they make a lassi, then you can have it liquidy. It's, it's really your choice. And now some of the signs of intolerance when you were testing would be like headache or rash or diarrhea, bloating, any others? Pain. I know there are others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pain. Um, the bloating one, though, you know, that's another one where, you know, we're getting back into that thing where it's, is it intolerance or is it the Herxheimer? <laughs> right, right, because, right. Or possibly even diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. See, diarrhea could also be a clearing of pathogens. Um, so I think a lot of it has to be intuition. Like you're just going right. to feel good or you're not. Um, and then a lot of it is time. Like you have to test it because, as you know, raw milk contains a lot of beneficial bacteria. It's also one of the few sources, other than a fecal infusion, where we can get beneficial E. coli, which is which is like the predominant species in the human gut. So, and people with IBD are usually deficient in in many of the beneficial species. So when you start getting them in, you get the die off, and it does take your system a while to adjust. So, but that's the other reason you want to start, start you know, really small. I also had um, a client. She started with colostrum from like raw from. She gets it from organic pastures in mm-hmm. California, and they sell you know raw colostrum. And she started with that, which is also an immune boosting substance. So she went raw colostrum, then she went raw milk yogurt, then she went raw milk. Right, right, right. Excellent idea. And now, say you were doing, you know, like a half elemental diet, whether it's half absorb plus and half food you know you tolerate well or half absorb plus, half raw milk, whatever, would you probably be looking at a longer duration than you would on a full elemental diet or no? Yeah, I think so. Um, And again, like we can't predict someone's healing process. Mm -hmm. So it would be hard to know. But if you look at just... um, you know, just logically, if you're resting and devoting yourself to your healing and um, just taking in nutrients that are, you know, 100% pre-digested, the targeted supplementation plan, you're not getting stressed, you're not getting exhausted, all your body's resources can go towards healing, then, yeah, you would you would definitely see faster results from going 100% elemental and taking the time off to, and you don't, you know, you don't want to lie on the couch all day. You want to do things uh, because health is not just lying in bed. I mean, that gives you bed sores, okay. and that can also almost decrease your health. But you want to do healing things, like you want to go for long walks in the woods and breathe some fresh air, go down to the beach. You want to do yoga classes or tai chi, things that you can do at a very low energy level, but that get your blood moving, get your energy moving. Um, you know, you want to spend the time doing things you enjoy, maybe playing music, reading books, you know, things that nurture yourself. Right, right. Absolutely. Now, here's here's another one, you know, talking about the, the duration thing. Another thing I see people think sometimes, and of course, theoretically it could happen, it just doesn't in a practical sense seem to happen that often, are people who think, okay, I'm going to do six weeks of the IBD remission diet and I'm never going to have to think about IBD again. <laughs> Work is done. 
Now, what would you say to that? <laughs> I'd say I, I really hope that would happen for you, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and this is the thing with using words like remission. Mm-hmm. I think people equate the word remission to cure. And, uh, you know, in everything we do, Nicole, we never use the word cure because we all understand that this is a healing journey. Right. Something that took years and in some people decades to manifest mm-hmm. is not going to be healed completely in six weeks. Unless Even logically speaking. Yeah, exactly. Like the amount of, unless, you know, you're the the one in however many thousand people who receives, you know, a miracle healing. Fine. That, that's certainly possible, but it's not the norm. Um, so you have, and then as well, you know, once you've injured the gut, that's your highly sensitive area. So unless you change everything else you're doing in relation to your gut, which of course, because it has 60% of the neurotransmitters in your body is affected more uh, you know, than your brain or, or any other part of your body by your emotions, by your stress level, you have to heal everything connected with your gut. Um, otherwise, it's highly triggered. So even for people who are used to what they consider a normal diet is extremely toxic to the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, stress levels that people think are normal because everybody lives like that are actually disease-producing. So you have to, and, and you know from your own life, we all know, that changing everything about your life takes time. Absolutely, yes, yep. So Even with you, something like EFT, which can be very fast, you're still going through different layers and facets and aspects, so that takes time. Exactly, Exactly. And even like, you know, getting into the mind-body therapies like EFT, you know, hypnotherapy or craniosacral therapy, same thing. Anybody who's done those therapies realizes that it's not that you just have a few sessions and voila, you're a new person. Because as you said, (laughs) there's layers that need to be. And for some people who've come from childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes years of doing those mind-body therapies to clear everything. But, right. but the encouraging thing is you're always getting better. You're always right. getting stronger. Your life is becoming more positive, more enjoyable. So there, you know, it's not like, oh, you're, you're in this tunnel of healing for years before you see the light. No, you're always seeing um, some good results, and I guess that's what provides us all with the encouragement to keep going. Absolutely. Yep. So... Um we talked a little bit about duration and how, you know, you probably, if you go a half-elemental route, will need to follow that for longer than if you went the full elemental route. So going into another kind of quantitative thing, um, in the IBD remission book itself, um, you talk about how to figure out how many servings of Absorb Plus you would need per day right. to um, maintain your weight or to gain weight, um, have there been any updates at all regarding that? Yes, thank you very much for asking that. When I wrote the IBD Remission Diet book, um, the fir- and it's still in its first edition, I went by the calorie charts uh, that were available, and there were calorie charts for normal people. And I thought, okay, well, let's take the amount of calories that they have listed for an active person to maintain their uh, weight uh, because, you know, with, when you're ill and when, you know, you need a little bit more. Well, we really had no idea how many more calories an ill person needs just to do the healing, 
let alone maintain, let alone gain weight. So in the book, we recommend people calculate um, the, the number of calories they need based on 15 calories per pound. So if you weigh 110 pounds, you multiply 110 times 15, and whatever you get, that's the number of calories you have to consume each day just to maintain your weight. However, based on experience, and you can confirm this for me, Nicole, based on your experience with clients, um, we're finding that for someone who is ill, just to, and, and they're not active, okay, so they're pretty sedentary, they're, you know, sitting down a lot of the day, you know, working in an office or what have you, just to maintain their weight, we're looking at about 20 calories per pound. Especially, so, and, and, and even multiply that if you are, or increase that, if you're dealing with a child or an adolescent who's still growing. Exactly. You're adding exactly. even more. <laughs> I, was, I was going through, you know, um, some of the people who've had their kids on elemental diets. And these are kids who weigh, you know, 50 pounds, 40 pounds. You know, they're very underweight kids. And I was looking at what we eventually figured out that they had to take to gain weight based on their initial weight. And it, it was coming out to something like 50 calories. 50, um, calories per pound mm. for a growing child who is in a disease state. So because the growth alone takes so many calories and they're so and the other thing is these kids are behind in their growth. Mm-hmm. So and then of course you run into the problem that how do you get 7 to 8 shakes a day into a child? Because That's what I was going to ask next, actually, because another thing you hear sometimes, you know, be it with consultation clients or on the forum, is, you know, I'm, I, I just can't make myself have more than three, <laughs> three shakes a day, and that's like not even enough to maintain when you think about it. Yeah. Well, and see, this is one of the reasons why people say, why didn't my gastroenterologist tell me about elemental diets? Well, this is one of the reasons, because the compliance is so low. So they figure, oh, it's not worth it because nobody sticks to it anyway. Um, because it is really, really hard. And, and I, I've experienced that myself the couple of times, the few times I've been on it. It's, it's nasty. And really, <laughs> like, you know, when I went on it the first time and I went from 99 pounds to 136 pounds in six weeks, I was drinking nine shakes a day. So that basically means you get up and you're mixing a shake until you go to bed continually yeah. and yeah. you just yeah. you're something's always going in your mouth whether it's broth or jello or a shake so you're you're having basically a shake every hour to hour and a half from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed until you're and yeah it takes i mean EFT can help to deal with the emotional aspect of it but at the end of the day it's just got to come down to your willpower and how badly you want it right right and right so in that way, it's not a tool for everybody because some people, they're just, and that's why I say to people, when people say, well, I'm having a few symptoms here and a few symptoms that, and I was thinking of the elemental diet, I, I was like, are you crazy? Why would you want to do that to yourself unless you're hemorrhaging in your back to the wall and you have no other choice? Because, you know, for me, I find it extremely difficult to adhere to and to take in enough. So right. For so for someone like that client you mentioned who can't get in more than three a day, well, they're going to decline on that intake because that's not even enough calories for nutrition. for Maintenance. 
So for someone like that, the solution is to mix it up, to do the half-elemental diet. So they get some bowel rest, but they still get some regular yeah. food too. Yeah. And then, they, and then they, they, or here's another thing that I've heard people do. Instead of doing, say, a full six weeks on the ele- elemental diet uninterrupted, they'll mix it up because they'll say, you know what, I can handle it for a week. So they'll do, they'll do, you know, six or eight shakes a day for one week, and then they'll go half elemental. Then they'll mix it with food. And then you may, they might do that for a week or two, and then they're like, okay, I can handle another week, and they'll do another week. So no, you still won't get the same results as if you do exclusively elemental for six weeks, but you'll get a lot better than if you just kept eating a regular diet with inadequate yeah. nutrient absorption. You're at least going to make progress, and that has, to be, that has to be worth something, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Now, for the rare, and in my experience, they are rare, but for the rare person who is intolerant to something in Absorb Plus, mm-hmm. um, what steps would you go through, number one, to determine if you are actually intolerant um, before just abandoning it completely? Yes, very good question, because again, then we're back into that Herxheimer reaction pathogen clearance mm-hmm. issue which Absorb Plus in the Elemental Diet definitely facilitates and accelerates in people. So you'll often get people who will go on it and they will feel absolutely miserable for a week and they'll have massive bloating and they'll have nonstop you know, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And so some people may think, oh, I'm intolerant, but actually what they're doing is they're clearing the pathogens and they're having a detox. So on the other hand, you can get someone who does that and they actually are intolerant. And this is the, this is the, the you know, gray area about it that I wish we could give people a clear-cut answer, but we just can't. Nobody can. Um, so that's where each person has to just plug into their intuition, tune into their gut, and try to figure it out. And if, if they can... Stick with it. In two weeks, if you can, okay, so here, here's maybe, here's a better answer. If, stick with it for two weeks. If by the end of two weeks you still feel sick as a dog, and you're still, then it's likely an intolerance because mm-hmm. the pathogen clearance should be done by two weeks. The other thing is if the person is simultaneously doing the wild oregano oil protocol and the probiotic supplementation, that helps a lot with that clearance reaction, that detox. It helps to tone it down. It helps to, to get it done faster, but help you feel better while it's going on. Um, so that's the, and when I rewrite, in fact, I'm in the middle of rewriting the IBD remission diet, I'm making the wild oregano protocol a part of the diet because I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen from people, that it is, it's, they get much faster results if they start the pathogen clearance right at the beginning of the diet rather than waiting till the end. So let's say you had somebody who was in a really um, delicate condition, and we know how hypersensitive people with IBD can get. Um, So say we're taking somebody who is in a condition like you were when you were at that 99 pounds and hemorrhaging and, you know, just really, really sick and and malnourished. Um, Would you start 
all three right away, the IBD remission diet, the wild oregano oil, and the probiotics, or would you do it in a somewhat staged um, strategy, or what would you do in a case like that? Knowing what I know now mm-hmm. and seeing different people test out different strategies, I would start on it right away, but I would do a very gradual ramp up in the dosing. Got so, it. Okay. right, so that the uh, when you're when you're full on Genie's Wild Oregano Oil protocol, you're taking ten drops, three to five times a day. So what I would do is, if you're in that highly, um, you know, very rundown, trigger trigger hypersensitive state, I would start with say three drops twice a day, and then gradually increase both the number of drops of wild oregano and the frequency. Likewise with the probiotics. In phase one of the wild oregano protocol, you're supposed to take a teaspoon of each species every night before bed. I would start with um, a quarter teaspoon or half a teaspoon and then gradually ramp it up. Here's the other thing, and we actually, I'm going to address this now because we had a question come in about this over the over the webcast. Um, okay. Cora Lee says from San Francisco, she says, since wild oregano oil can produce a hot sensation, it seems that regardless of diluting with water, it would also produce that sensation in a gut that is already inflamed and trigger more inflammation and pain? Okay, that's a question. So here's the thing. Wild oregano is one of those herbal things that how it presents is not how it is. So even though you put it in your mouth and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the hottest chili pepper is burning me, so you think it's burning me, right? It's actually not. And, Nicole, you experienced this yourself. You did a little test for JP2 Wellness Circle. Wild mm-hmm. oregano is used to treat burns. Yes. And you know what? It didn't hurt on the burn at all. Not, you know, I did dilute it somewhat the second day, um, but it, did not, it was not uncomfortable on that burn. And that was already sensitive, I mean, like a second-degree burn yes. on my neck. So, and they use it with burn victims because it actually is number one an anti-inflammatory, and it is a wound healer. So, um, it's I know it seems counterintuitive that you put it in your mouth and it feels like it's burning, but it's actually not. It's actually soothing and healing. So it has the same effect in the gut. It is anti-inflammatory, and it does heal the inflammation and the ulceration. So um, it can be used, you know, in that way, you know, throughout the entire digestive tract, whether you're, 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 um, because some people will hold it in their mouth for mouth ulcers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other people, if you've got any kind of a sore throat or um, an infection in your throat, you just, you know, dilute it with water and, and just keep taking sips. So it's really coating your throat as it goes down. It heals that. Um, so it's again, it, it is a substance that, although it seems harsh, it's actually not. And the only the only caution with is you can't use essential because any essential oil is too concentrated for the body. But any commercial wild oregano oil that you buy, and the brands that I recommend, the Joy of the Mountains and the North American Urban Spice, they are already diluted with olive oil. And then from there, if you're using them in a sensitive area like the genitalia or, oh, my gosh, the inside of your nose, you then dilute it further with wild oregano. 
Have you ever tried putting it on the inside of your nose? I, I have, have to ask that. Oh, my Lord. It is, it's the worst. You, water pours from every orifice. Your eyes never. Oh, it's, it's seriously nasty. So, yeah, not recommended, but, yeah. That's funny. Um, this is kind of a rare question, but it is one that um, has come up a couple of times. You mentioned the odd person, and I've noticed, especially if somebody's um, disease or um, problem is, is manifesting itself more towards constipation versus diarrhea, then they can become very constipated on the IBD remission diet. Now, um, what would you recommend for that? Could they take some psyllium to help move things along? Of course, then it's not really elemental anymore. Yeah, technically, if they want, if they're on like the six weeks strictly elemental, no, they can't take any of the stool motility agents. They can't take psyllium. They can't take flaxseed. Um, but what they can take um, for the constipation is magnesium citrate, mm-hmm. um, because that will uh, mobilize the bowels. Um, they can also they can take vitamin C in ascorbic acid form. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that because it can make the poo acidic, so it kind of you know burns your butt as it comes out. Right, uh, but right. other other people it doesn't affect quite like that. So you basically have to test it and see. Um, you can also let me think what else would be compatible. Oh, increase the oil content. Um, okay. And maybe maybe have some of the um, flax oil or Udo's oil on its own. If you're really bunged up, I would just start taking some castor oil, some cold-pressed castor oil on its own. And you can take that, like even just a teaspoon might be enough to just provide that motility to get things going. Right. Move things a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is intermittently, like if you if you used it, say, once a week, you could use the Senna. Um, so you can get that in tea bags, the Senna tea, S-E-N-N-A. Um, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a laxative that you don't want to use long-term because it can create dependency. But certainly if you just used it. my Actually, I just found out my grandparents, um, they used Senna for about 50 years. And wow! They, yeah, they every time they were they were Indian um, Hindu, and they were quite concerned about having that daily bowel movement. If they ever missed it, they would use the senna tea. And I, but I, oh no, actually they used senna powder. Um, and I asked my mom, well, how often would that happen? And she she said, actually, no more than once a week. So it seems that if you, if you're taking it of that, you actually can use it long term with no ill effects. Because you're only taking it really once in a while. Exactly. Not like every day or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and actually that's one of the, the questions that came in on the web the webcast too. Um, for people even, if they're not on the elemental diet, this person said magnesium irritates their gut. Um, mm-hmm. So they were asking for any other ideas. So you could do the castor... Remember people used to take a teaspoon of castor oil a day? Nasty. It is nasty right? stuff, but it does work. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I was at a friend's house, and her husband just started on the cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes a tablespoon a day, and he said, wow, has it ever improved his bowel movements. 
So, and I said, oh, I've not heard of that from cod liver oil because, I mean, I take it every day and I haven't seen any result. But I guess everybody's different, so you have to do a bit of experimenting. To see what actually is going to work best for your body. Oh, and I'll give everyone another tip. If you're not on the elemental diet, this is another remedy. I just heard about it. My brother's a doctor, and one of his patients came in and she told him, oh, I was constipated for 23 years, and I've cleared it completely just taking molasses. Um, so I went on the internet and I thought, because I said, well, how is she taking it? Of course, he didn't get me the details. So I went on the internet and I looked it up as a constipation remedy and I tested it. And so basically what you do is you take two tablespoons of organic blackstrap molasses and you dissolve it in hot water to your taste because I find it quite sweet. So I find I have to add about eight ounces of water and you just drink that on an empty stomach before you go to bed. And it, it, I, uh, I've got to do some more research to find out why it moves the bowels, but it works really well. Hmm. But you can't do that. You can't do the molasses on the elemental diet because molasses obviously is a com- more right. diet But uh, if you were doing like a half elemental diet in that case, yes. And you were, you know, struggling more with constipation versus liquid stools um, right and see on on if you were doing a half elemental diet then you could do the psyllium or the ground flaxseed right yep and just a tip for people um jim emke uh, when we did a tell seminar with him he shared that flaxseed he finds is better tolerated than psyllium and mm-hmm. i've just been testing this myself and i would have to agree so okay. i would say to people go with the ground flaxseed first um, and and see how that works with you, and then test the psyllium. Also, you get the omega three, so you know. Right, right, right. Now you can buy, um, you know, like Spectrum. I know makes bags of pre-ground flaxseed, and then you know you kind of encouraged to use it up fairly quickly because once you open the bag, um, you know it, it starts its process of of. Uh, not yep. being fresh. But you know, you know what I like because I don't like that hanging over me that, oh, you've got to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just go to, you know, whatever your cheap little department store is and you can get a coffee grinder for, you know, $10, yes. dollars Yeah. And that's, the coffee grinder is the perfect thing to just grind up a tablespoon at a time. Exactly. And then because the whole flax seeds will stay good for a long time, you don't have that and you can buy them in bulk. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to uh, to worry about it, it going bad. Yeah, keep it in your fridge and scoop out a teaspoon or a tablespoon each day, and you can mix it with your oatmeal or however really you want to take it. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I know you have book updates on um, your old forum at JeanniePatelThompson.com. But even so, questions seem to come in that are covered in them. So could you um, just briefly tell us what some of the updates are to the IBD remission diet, the first edition, like probiotics, starting them right away, or not doing um, bacterial soil organisms? Right. Okay. Well, let's, yeah, let's start with that. Um, The book updates for the IBD remission diet are, yeah, the first one is do not ingest bacterial soil organisms. At this point, they are still highly experimental. 
Um, and again, if you want the reasons for these updates, please go to JeannyPatelThompson.com and just click on Book Updates. They're all there. So no, no soil organisms. Um, the other thing is that people would often say, oh, I'm having really urgent, explosive, frequent bowel movements. I'm getting diarrhea. This is not working. And here's the thing. You need to know that, first of all, that's totally normal when you're on any elemental diet product. And because the nature of what you're drinking is liquid, the nature of the stool you're going to be passing is usually liquid. And because it's liquid, it's more urgent and explosive. So the ways, ways that you can reduce that, um, also as a result of that, sometimes people can get you know, some cramping with that because the bowel, of course, is not used to having liquid stool. So ways to make that a bit easier are um, you can start by reducing the amount of oil per shake. So you would start at, say, only a quarter teaspoon of Udo's or flax oil and work up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, many people tolerate the Udo's Choice oil better than just straight flax oil. So you can, and personally, I prefer the taste, and I like Me too. Yeah, there's so many beneficial oils, like the evening primrose and Udo's, that I, I think it's well worth the extra cost. Um, the other thing is, in the IBD remission diet, I'm getting everybody to add vitamin C, because not only is it immune boosting, but it really aids with blood clotting. Mm-hmm. But um, some people are finding that even though the vitamin C is in mineral ascorbate form, it's still resulting in increased bowel movements. So you can reduce that, and then again, as you stabilize, try to increase it. Um, the other thing is you start taking, and this is again what I said I would, I'm going to be changing in the new edition. I'm going to get everybody on probiotics right at the beginning. So, you know, even before you start on the elemental diet, start getting those probiotics going. Because ideally, um, what you want is you want to be on 7 to 10 billion um, CFUs of each species every day during the diet. Because what happened when the book first came out, according to the research at the time, there was no undigested carbohydrate, carbohydrate matter that passed into the colon. Therefore, all the bacteria would die off. Well, now the research is showing that actually there is some, you know, no one can really quantify, but there is a certain amount of carbohydrate that is still passing into the colon. Therefore, you do need to start on the probiotics right away, you know, right at the beginning of the diet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ideally you want to do the wild oregano oil protocol. And that's not in this edition of the IBD remission diet, so you've got to get it. Um, it's, it's in Listen to Your Gut, but if you don't have Listen to Your Gut, I've also made it available for free on my blog. So again, go to listentoyourgut.com, go to my blog, and you can just type in wild oregano and it'll pull it up because I've offered that for free there for people. Um, the other thing that can really accelerate people's healing is to do, if they're fine with enemas, to do the probiotic retention enema. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that you get a mega dose of probiotics directly into the colon and you hold it until all the, you know, it's all absorbed or just for as long as you can. And that can really um, jumpstart the whole healing and tolerance process. Right. Um, the other thing that we've noticed with people is most people who are, who are at the point where they need to do an IBD remission diet have a candida albicans yeast infection. Mm-hmm. 
So as you know, Candida albicans is a natural resident of our GI tract. It only becomes a problem when it gets too prolific. So it gets out of balance, basically. Um, so that's why I, we now recommend that people start the wild oregano oil protocol again on day one of the diet mm-hmm. uh, so that they are addressing the yeast problem simultaneously. However, if you can't or if you don't want to do that, it's actually fine because this is the other very common question that we get a lot, right, is about, um, well, doesn't the maltodextrin and the fructose and Absorb Plus feed candida and it's going to make... Right, yep. Right? Well, here's the thing, and this is what we tell people, is you have to heal in layers. When you're looking at inflammation, infection, ulceration, and hemorrhaging, a candida infection is very low on the priority list. And you need to address the more serious um, deficits in your body first, which the elemental diet will do. Then once you've healed all that, then you can address the candida. smaller. (laughs) Exactly. But people, I mean, especially the naturopathic community has gone a little rabid on the candida count, and they they just make people nuts about it. I I had one reader, she she was... she was bleeding continually, and she wouldn't go on Absorb Plus because she said, well, I'm going to wait for the fructose-free version. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. You can do this now, and then, then you can admit, no, she was like, no, I'll. And, I mean, obviously she had a lot of other stuff going on in her life because she was trying some um, alternative healing methods, the Sedona method, things like that, which are very beneficial, but you can't rely on those alone. And right. she actually ended up dying um, because she wouldn't she wouldn't do what would help her now because she was so concerned with this candida, right? And you know, so probably she was at a point too where she was so malnourished she probably wasn't thinking properly either, right? Um, right. So that's the other thing is we're going to say okay, either don't worry about the candida until you're done or start treating it right away, which is my and what we found with the wild oregano is uh, you know unless you're having and even if you're having hemorrhaging, I think you could still start it just at a reduced dosage, just a couple drops, three times a day. I think mm-hmm. it would help to stop the bleeding. I haven't personally. And then you just very gradually ramp up. Yeah, yeah. Now, a, a quick question about the um, probiotic retention enema, because mm-hmm. sometimes you have somebody who decides, okay, well, I'm going to start my probiotic supplementation with this megadose. Right. And they have, like, a massive Herxheimer reaction. <laughs> so <laughs> That's what happened to Jay over at Cronesboy.com. Yes. <laughs> so um, would you say it's a good idea to make sure that you have your oral supplementation at a therapeutic level, or at least that it's, it's started and, and you've been taking it for some period of time before you do the enema, or is it kind of a matter of preference that as long as you know you might have this Herxheimer reaction, you know, that's... Yeah, I think it's it's personality, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Jay over at Cronesboy.com, he's he's a go-hard-in-the-home kind of person. I think he quite enjoyed having such a, whoa, (laughs) you know, so a lot of people do. They they love to feel like they're really hammering something, you know, Mm -hmm. clearing it out. So if that's your personality, go for it. And, and, you know, for someone like that, if they maybe did, 
you know, a probiotic retention enema every, say, three to four days, they'd probably be, you know, just completely um, change their bacterial flora in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But then for someone else, it's like, well, that's not worth the downtime. It's not worth the Herxheimer. It's not worth the detox exactly. to go through. So for that person, yes, I would I would do what you suggested. I would start with the oral supplementation. The the difference is that the oral supplementation takes a lot longer to get Absolutely. Yep. To get the bacteria. I mean it can take, you know, I, I've seen in some people it can take six months to a year yes. to get a good bacterial flora established just via oral because again we're dealing with imbalances that have been there for decades. Mhm. Many people that we hear from, uh, from infancy, they've been on antibiotics and never given probiotics to follow. So you can just imagine the kind of imbalance that perpetuates itself over years in a case like that. Yeah. And then as we, when we did our probiotic teleseminar, people are also getting much faster results doing probiotic layering. Mm -hmm. So they're doing the oral powders, they're doing the oral capsules, and then they're also doing the probiotic retention enema. And, that and I'm glad, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, too. And just for anybody who's new to the wellness circle, the teleseminar that Jeannie mentioned um, is, um, I think it's just called Probiotics. It's with Natasha Trenev and Jeannie, and it's available in the teleseminar section of the JPT Wellness Circle site. So if you haven't heard it, well worth, worth listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an excellent one. And Nicole, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna jump in here with some of these questions on the webcast. Mm-hmm. People have okay. In. Um, this person says, um, and again, this is sort of related to what you said before. She says she's been diagnosed with Crohn's in the colon and small intestine. Her GI feels she could benefit from the elemental diet as it would start mucosal healing. My question is, after coming off the elemental diet, would the inflammation return again? Um, so again, if it all depends on how much healing you need to do. We've had some people who have to stay on an elemental diet for three months. Um, so they have to do you know, 12 weeks rather than six continually. And then thereafter, you have to keep taking the supplements, uh, which keep your bacterial flora strong and healthy, uh, you probably you may still have pathogens that need clearing because in Listen to Your God, I talk about pathogens like mycobacteria, which have a two- to three-year life cycle. So they go dormant and then they go active. So every time they come active again, you've got to go back on the wild oregano oil protocol and you've got to kill those ones that are active. Then they'll go dormant, then they'll go active. So it's not that this is a cure. It's not that you go on an elemental diet and that's it, you're done, and you can go to McDonald's every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> you, you, have to ju- you have to keep going with all the um, immune protocols. On the other hand, Nicole, you're an example of this. Didn't you just do the elemental diet once? I actually did do it twice, but the second okay. time I did it, it wasn't because um, I was ill. It was actually I got it into my head I wanted to do a detox and that's a very very gentle way of detoxing the body so I just did it for two weeks the second time right and again but after you had done it the first time you you'd never you have never had to do it again 
Oh, no, 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 I never did. Now, granted, my situation was exactly like what you said. I did stay on the wild oregano protocol, and I cycled through the various phases just depending on whether symptoms were active. I never had my symptoms get bad like they were before I went on the elemental diet again. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, you know, I, I was very mindful about what I ate and how I took care of myself, making sure I got enough rest. I got very into EFT, you know, so I was using that to help me heal some bad patterns that had um, contributed to being ill. Yeah. So, yeah. And let's just talk about that briefly for people who are not familiar. EFT, um, it's short for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it is an acupuncture tapping technique. So it's a healing tool that integrates the mind with the body. And again, this is the other thing. If you think that you can just do physical healing and see long-term results, you're not going to be pleasantly surprised because you can't. Because these diseases are centered in the gut, which is the emotional center for the body, again, it contains more neurotransmitters than the brain itself, you have to heal your emotional contributors. So that's either past or or present trauma. It's unhealthy behavior patterns, unhealthy belief systems, fears. There's a huge amount of fear that underlies gut issues. And so you need some kind of mind-body healing tool. Just psychotherapy or going to a counselor, that's not going to do it because it doesn't integrate with the physical body. So the people like Nicole who have the high degree of success with these protocols are working as hard on healing the emotional as the physical. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And the people who, you know, they say, yeah, well, that's interesting. Or they might do one EFT session, and so they don't see a miracle cure, and so they say, okay, well, EFT must not work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, again, you're going into different, layers and it takes time to go through all that. Um, But yes, I have absolutely seen in myself and in consultation clients, the people who get the best results are the people who are simultaneously and with equal weight pursuing healing in both the physical and the emotional slash spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a quick question here from someone. She says, um, <laughs> this is funny, I absolutely love, this is Kate, she says, I absolutely love Absorb Plus, and this is part of my problem. <laughs> what would you con- <laughs> That's a new one. What would you consider to be too much Absorb Plus for a 115-pound, 150, moderately active 45-year-old woman who has a great deal of hormonal issues? Okay, so again, too much Absorb Plus. I would say if you're gaining weight that you don't want to gain, that's too much. Up until that point, you should just go for it because, again, the amino acids and the trace minerals and all the micronutrients that are in Absorb Plus also help to resolve hormonal issues. So you're, you're not just getting nourishment from a calorie point of view. You're really getting foundational bodybuilding nutrient um, nourishment. So... I would I would basically say go ahead like I mean and I would think at 115 pounds and you're you're moderately active uh 
I would say seven shakes a day would probably be, six to seven shakes a day would probably be normal for maintenance. Would you, Nicole? Yep, especially, you know, if you have some activity going on. Yes, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, so if you need to gain weight, you probably can easily be taking, you know, eight. Or, you know, if you want to gain weight really fast, you could do nine a day. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't worry. I And that's what I say to people. I say because everybody's, um, and you see this with people, right? Metabolism is different from person to person. Yeah. Yep. And you it know, can change over time, too, in the same person. Exactly, exactly. So you really shouldn't get locked into the calorie count. What you should do when you're on an elemental diet is go by your weight. So if you want to be gaining weight and you're not, just keep taking more, 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 you know, up to 12 a day, 12 a day is the maximum, until you're seeing the weight gain that you want to see. And likewise, if you want to lose weight, then do your calorie calculation for, okay, let's say your ideal weight is 130. Do your calorie calculation for what it would take to maintain 130 pounds and eat that number of shakes. Um, But if you're losing weight too quickly, you know, increase it a little bit. Or uh, I'm sure people would say, like, are you kidding? Who can lose weight too quickly? (laughs) Although you you can because you can put your body into like a – famine mode where it'll really slow your metabolism down. That's what I'm talking about. You don't want to uh, damage your metabolism so that you get a kickback reaction when you go back to normal food. Um, So yeah, just going, um, just, just, you know, gear it towards how your body's doing and how your um, weight gain is doing. And if you don't, if you're not tolerating fats well, that's fine, but try to get something into each shake. So, you know, like I said, even if it's just a quarter teaspoon a shake, start with that. And then as you heal and as your hormones normalize and all those things happen, you will be able to tolerate more and more good fats, which you absolutely desperately need because the cell membrane is 40% fat. So I think that's the other thing people, because when people have had Crohn's and colitis for a long time, you get really anti-fat. And the GIs will tell you, oh, don't eat any butter or oil. You can't tolerate it, right? And sure, at some points you can't. But as you heal your digestive ability and your absorptive ability, you can tolerate those fats, and then your body is desperately needing them. Absolutely. Um, Can I put in one more question? Mm. how about the occasional person that has has been and possibly still is on various medications and wants to use the IBD remission diet as a support to the weaning process? Yes. Um, yes, they can definitely do that because, as we know, none of these drugs heal. They just suppress the symptoms. So they drive them deeper into the body. They drive them underground. But meanwhile, systemically, things are getting worse and worse. And so when you remove the drugs, all the damage that is there but not evident becomes evident. And so all of a sudden... It's like a mask has been taken off. (laughs) Exactly. And so the person feels, you know, a lot worse and their symptoms come roaring in. And um, so, yes, definitely the IBD remission diet, because it is so gentle and supportive 
can definitely help during the weaning process and also can help that because again when you remove that suppressive mechanism which is the drug um, you know your bleeding can really come in heavy then so that's definitely when you want to be on something like the absorb plus and the probiotics and the wild oregano and the amino everything that's in there and also you would probably at that point use uh, the healing implant enema you have all those tools to actually heal right you know, what not not, not band-aid but actually heal the cause yes exactly and um dr silvio not um who's a medical doctor who healed his daughter's colitis using my protocols he and i are about halfway through a book we're co-writing and he this is going to be wonderful nicole because he is getting into all the drugs that they use mm-hmm. for ibd and he's telling you what's the mechanism how they work and why nobody should take them. <laughs> How which, you know, neat. It, it, yeah, which, of course, is an area that me as I'm not even a health professional, let alone a medical doctor. I've just not gone there. But because he is a medical doctor. He knows. Um, he knows. And, and he, because of his daughter, he has basically been bathing in IBD research for the last you know, <laughs> two years. And uh, he's pulling it all together for people and showing them, like, your your GI is telling you this, but here's the facts, and here's here's what's going on underneath the symptom suppression. Here's what it's actually doing to all of the systems and tissues, et cetera, of your body, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's, um, I said to him, I said, well, I just hope, you know, you realize that the FDA could get really angry at you. <laughs> for a bit of a backlash but you know Silvio he's like bring it on (laughs) so very good I can't wait to read that now so it's about halfway done we're about halfway done yeah life happens in the meantime but um, ideally when would you hope to have that available Oh, gosh. You know what? Because it, if it was me writing it, I could tell you because I know how long I take. <laughs> but, and I mean, Silvio has had a book published um, in the medical field, so he's not a stranger to writing, but still, I don't know. I mean, if we say a year, then we're covered, right? But <laughs> obviously, I mean, we're, we're working on getting it as fast as we can because we know I... that – because the other thing, him as a medical doctor – he says, um, you know, he says, listen to your gut is great, but he says it's too complicated. It's too much information. Patients don't want that. They want to know, just tell me what to do, step one, step two, step three. And you and I know that, well, when you're, when you're truly healing, it's a lot more complex than that because of all the, the factors we've discussed just on this right. call about yep. how everybody is so different and coming in with different pathogen infection rates, coming in, you know, you, someone who's um, had gut issues for one year is going to, have a completely different healing path than someone who's had them for 30 years. But having said that, there still are the same key steps to eradicate pathogens, heal the mucosal lining, repopulate with the good bacteria. So the book we're working on will be a simplified version um, of the healing protocols that will likely work for most of the people most of the time. Right, right, right. Um, now, I just want to go one, I've got one more question here on the webcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this person says, this is Barry, and he says, I have had IBS for 15 years. In the last year, things have gotten significantly worse. I'm told I have uh, SIBO, which is an overgrowth of um, pathogenic bacteria in the small intestine. Yeah. He says, I recently 
had the ALCAT test for food intolerances, and they say I have a mild intolerance to whey protein. I have a very irritated small intestine and find it very difficult to eat as almost everything seems to irritate it. I recently tried Vivinex, but it seems to give me a lot of indigestion. I'm currently on your wild oregano protocol and would like to try Absorb Plus. Do you think I should trust this ALCAT food intolerance test? Um, even if the ALCAT test is accurate, might the benefits of Absorb Plus outweigh the negatives? Your opinion would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so first of all, the ALCAT, if I'm not mistaken, is a blood allergy test. And um, I had one of those done myself because I was interested in seeing what the accuracy of it is. And then I also spoke to a couple of doctors who specialized in uh, food allergy testing, and they confirmed for me that the accuracy rate of the blood tests, which basically test for um, you know, the immune antibodies, IgE, IgA, et cetera, mm-hmm. they're about 75 to 80% accurate. So they're 20 to 25% inaccurate. Um, and what I found when, when I did the, the tests is um, I, I wouldn't say they were accurate. I would say they're maybe 50% accurate in my case mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, having been on the, the, your best, best, best form of testing for food intolerances and allergies is to actually do an elemental diet so you clear everything. And then you start reintroducing foods one by one and you test to see what your body actually tolerates and what it doesn't. Um, So having that as my guide and I compared that to my blood allergy test results, I would say it was about 50% accurate for me. So I would say go ahead and test it because if you, and again, as he pointed out, if your intolerance is mild, the benefits in terms of the gut healing, and Nicole, you must have experienced this even in your own body, as you heal yourself, your food intolerances disappear. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So often you will have an intolerance because your gut is so inflamed and because the mucosal lining is damaged. But if you're doing a healing therapy that reduces inflammation and heals the the um, damage to the mucosal lining and to the microvilli, ooh, all of a sudden you're not intolerant to a whole ton of things um, that you previously couldn't tolerate. And then, Nicole, as you pointed out, the EFT, um, I have in one of my info letters um, an article written by someone who had massive, um, uh, really um, intense food allergies. You know, like she would have a trace amount of something and she would you know, have anaphylaxis or she would have, you know, mm. a rash or something. And she healed it completely using EFT. Because, again, there's a whole mind-body component to food allergies, right. uh, which people think food allergies are just a physical thing, but they're not. And, and the strongest evidence that I've seen for this is people with multiple personality disorder, right? And so when they're in one personality, they are they're allergic and when they're, they're in another... To peanuts. If they have even a trace of peanut oil, they will go into anaphylactic shock. In another personality, they can Same body. And peanut butter until the cows come home. Exactly. Same physical body. The only thing that has changed is the energetic and emotional aspects of that body. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. Um, 
So, yeah, I would say in answer to your question, Barry, yeah, go ahead and test it. And if you want to cover yourself, do some EFT at the same time on that issue. And, uh, yeah, let's just – and, do, Nicole, did you have any last thing before I, I'm just scrolling through these questions that came in? No, nope, um, we, we covered all my FAQs. <laughs> Um, this person is saying, again, do you have any experience or information about the new drug aprizomazolamine, which helps with inflammation and leaky gut? Results from trials have been very positive according to the GI doc. Um, again, mesalamine is not a new medication. They probably just <laughs> reformulated it slightly and put a new name on it so they can market hard on it again. But uh, no, again, as we discussed, all of these drugs, they, they don't help uh, they don't heal, they just suppress. And meanwhile, everything's getting worse underneath. So, um, again, I would just encourage you to do your research and, and then, of course, make whatever decision you feel is, is safe and right for your own body. And you know what, Nicole? Uh, let's open up the lines and um, see if we've... Sometimes we do have people still who phone in, amazingly. <laughs> Most people are on the webcast. <laughs> But let's uh, open up the lines and see if anyone online has a question. Okay. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, My name is Janice Walker. Uh, My son has um, ulcerative colitis and has has finished four weeks of the IBD diet. Um, He only got up to four shakes, and then he he started throwing them up, so he couldn't do any more than that, so we had to come off that. Um, He also weaned off a pregnant zone at the same time while on okay. the diet, um, was taking high dosages of probiotics. He actually started the whole IPD remission diet on um, your retention enema, the probiotic one. Okay. And that cleared out everything. <laughs> uh. Did a good job of that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he is on, um, he was on the, um, the probiotics, um, started um, the wild oregano uh, two weeks ago. We're starting to build it up. We're at six drops three times a day. Um, I was talking to Nicole on the forum, and she suggested, because he's got such bad diarrhea, tends to happen more at night. Um, he's only taking one drink a day in the morning. Um, so most of his bowel movements are through the night, very explosive. To do um, the, um, the clay and the psyllium powder or the flax seed powder. Mm-hmm. He's done psyllium just before the diet started, and it did form his stool quite quickly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you mentioned um, the flaxseed. Uh, is it flaxseed powder? I found a really good one that sprouted flaxseed powder. Is that okay. what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's um, it's basically. I mean, you can buy it in any form. You can buy it, buy it already ground up, or you can buy them in whole flaxseeds, and then you just use a coffee grinder to grind mm-hmm. them fresh yourself. Okay. Um, as Nicole pointed out, if you're buying one that's ground already the shelf life is shorter, so you just have to use it faster. Yeah, because, so they, have, yeah, because they have those omega-3 oils, they go rancid mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's something you really want to stay on top of because, of course, rancidity is going to increase diarrhea. Right. Um, and just smell it. Like when you first open it, stick your nose in there immediately, and you'll be and able to smell it. I'll be able to know then because I was wondering about that with the flaxseed oil he was having. Mm-hmm. How would I know? Like, Flaxseed oil tastes like flaxseed oil. So I guess you would know it tastes bad. It tastes bad, but also even with the flaxseed, you can smell it. Okay. You'll be able to smell when it goes rancid. Okay, so sprouted flaxseed oil smell. 
so sprouted flaxseed is is supposed to be better is that that's that's okay as well oh yes Okay. Yeah, that would be fine. And okay. you know, I would I would experiment mixing it with um the bentonite clay. And just right. start with say start with uh well, if you want to be really cautious, start with a quarter teaspoon of bentonite. Um uh-huh. but you know, if he's tolerated bulking agents in the past, maybe start with half a teaspoon. Uh-huh. Um because that will also help um you know, bentonite traps any toxins or pathogens and carries them out of the body. So I would do that for, uh, say, two weeks and then uh-huh. go to just the flaxseed. Okay. Um, so he can sprinkle that on some rice cereal or something like that. That would be fine, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, he was taking the natron at, um, well, three times a day at one teaspoon each. So since the wild oregano, we put that down, right? Right. Okay, so now we're just doing it once. Um, we we can't. He can't take it at night because he goes to the bathroom all night long, and he finds a probiotic actually stimulates it. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> Which is odd because I haven't heard that. I've been reading it. I've been researching for so long that. Uh, and I yeah, never normally it calms the calms the bowel, but maybe he's got some some stuff he needs to keep clearing. I mean, so what do you have? You tried taking it in the morning then the probiotics. Well, we're taking it just before dinner because now we're doing the wild oregano as well. So it's time. Like, you have to space these things out, right? Yes. And he's taking the mucus heal. So he's taking yes. that with the, the wild oregano. We space that 15 minutes apart. Then we have to take two hours later, we have to take the probiotics. So we, we just decided to do it before dinner and take the wild oregano before bed with the mucus heal. Yes. That's okay. Fine. Okay. Yep. Um, so he can't, but now his probiotics are less than 7 billion. You said 7 to 10? Yes. And well, how long can he stay on it like that? What he, can, what he can try, like you can experiment with, is in increasing the dosage. So, uh, well, it's 2 billion per half teaspoon, right? Right, so he's taking one teaspoon. So I one mean, and a half teaspoons would give you 6 billion. Yeah. So you it's could okay to do, do that. You could do two teaspoons of each in the single dose. Oh, could I? Because I was doing one and a half before because I couldn't do it three times a day because all the other liquid in them. So, yeah, no, so you two can. teaspoons, one shot. One yeah. shot deal at just before dinner, 15 minutes before, should be fine. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So that sounds good. good. Okay. Okay. Great, thank you. You're welcome, Janice. Does anybody else have a question? Yes, hi. Uh, this is um, my first time to uh, have joined you. I just came across you on the web uh, two days ago, and I oh, have wow. been, yeah, I mean, and I am a big researcher. I don't know how I missed you, but I have every book on GI stuff, and, you know, for a couple years now. And I am so thrilled to find somebody that has such a comp, that offers such comprehensive information, because I don't want to know what to do. I want to know why I'm doing it. Yeah. I want to know all the layers of you know, the questions that come up. So I appreciate your approach so much. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And um, so I, I, um, I'm, you know, thinking about which products to try to, you know, experiment with that, that you suggest. And one of the things, I sent in the question regarding the wild oregano oil about it burning. Um, I'm, I'm hyper, I have irritable bowel and, um, I am okay some days and some days not, and I'm um, with a constipation type, and I, my system is extremely sensitive 
to the point where supplements are, I just don't do well. I do better on natural things. And, right. Um, um, but one of the things that has come up in my system that is one of the causes of the irritable bowel is um, a parasite, or a pathogen actually, called Blastocystis hominis. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, um, uh, some, in some places considered pathogenic and some not in terms of being symptomatic. The drugs to, to eradicate it are very, very harsh, and my system couldn't take it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I am wondering if you know much about that in terms of, you know, what it does to, I think in Canada they don't even consider it um, uh, as pathogenic as they do in this country. I'm not sure, but that's what my GI doctor said anyway. Yeah, it it varies. Yeah. Um, um, but w- would your wild oregano oil protocol, um, could that help to eradicate it or, or, or control it, or does it, would that help in any way? The short answer is nobody knows because, uh-huh. of course, there's no funding to hold clinical trials with these substances uh-huh. where we can take people who have confirmed, you know, hominis infection and, and put them on a wild oregano protocol and then test them at the end and see what happens. Right, so right. that's the problem with it. Um, so what a lot of people are doing is they are just, the wild oregano oil protocol will benefit you regardless. Uh-huh. So what you can do is you can do it and see how, how your symptoms are by the end of it, basically. Because don't forget, the wild oregano protocol is not just wild oregano, it's wild oregano and the high-dose probiotics. So it's, it's a combined um, benefit to the body. The other thing that might interest you, since you're brand new, we've talked about it a few times. Um, we've referred to the JPT Wellness Circle. So this is, um, this is for people who want the full-body healing, not just the gut-centered healing. Uh, and then also we go really more in depth into the gut issues because as we discussed, there's a lot of people who, you know, listen to your gut being a 500-page book already. And I've heard from people, they will, they will um, you know, book a consult and they'll, I'll say, well, when you read the book and they're like, oh, I haven't read the book yet. I just can't face it. It's too big. Uh-huh. <laughs> so JPT Wellness was set up to give those kind of people or people who are really going in depth the one-on-one help in the forum. Mm-hmm. But the website for that is J, P as in Peter, T as in Thompson, wellnesscircle.com. And in there, um, recently, actually, I've just posted some articles exactly on parasitic infection. Okay. And yes, and so I give my opinions about it, which are a bit different. Um, like the mainstream in the West, we, are, we tend to be so sanitized and we tend to freak out at having to share our body with any kind of microorganism. And so I'm sort of taking the, the other position too, that is, you know what? For thousands of years, humans lived with their animals. We, our immune systems have evolved to coexist with a large number of microbes. And, and I believe in the theory of, of that part of the reason that allergies and autoimmune uh, diseases are, are getting to be so high is because we're too sterile. So our mm-hmm. immune system is, is, you know, faced with a way of functioning that it's never functioned with before. And I don't know if you've heard that with the kids with allergies now. They bring in dirt from Africa and they let them play in it and their allergies heal. 
mm-hmm. because there's so many microbes in the African dirt that it it's, it sort of restores the body to more of its proper um, balance. So that's just one aspect of it. But let's say you do have a parasitic infection that is giving you negative symptoms and it's you know lowering your quality of life or giving you pain or what have you. Okay, then, yes, you do want to address that. And so as part of um, the ongoing experimentation that I'm always doing, and the great thing about JPT Wellness Circle is because we're all really in touch with each other, I have a lot of people who are testing these protocols along with me, and then we sort of say, okay, well, how did that work for you? And, okay, well, let's maybe adjust the dosage. That's how the wild oregano protocol came into being, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would suggest you go there and have a look because I have an article specifically, and I've got a brand-new um, I, it's called a quad synergy antipathogen protocol, and I have two dosages in there. I have one, I have one level for people who just think that they have, you know, tenacious pathogens, and then I have another for people who actually have parasitic infection. Uh, and again, these are very new; they're just they're experimental. But I've I've tested them myself. I don't put anything out there that I haven't done myself already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would probably be very interesting for you to go in there and, and have a look because we're working with substances like DMSO and nanoparticle silver and um, and then, of course, the wild oregano in with that as well. So that would be the the place I would steer you to. Um, Thank you. I will definitely check that out. Because and and from, what, from your approach, like you're, you're not the just tell me what to do kind of person. You'd probably really enjoy what's going on at the wellness circle. Yes, I do. I love all that stuff. And I yeah. love that your book is 500 pages and it will be yeah. like, better than, you know, a novel for me. <laughs> oh, thank you so, so much. Thank you. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Does anybody else have a question? Can I ask one further question about the probiotics? Yes. Um, my son's taking the powders and uh, saying how it makes him bloated. Uh, and you mentioned not taking the uh, the healthy trinity, the um, the capsule until you actually have formed bowels, but then I'm thinking maybe if he didn't, if it's it's all the liquid that he, is causing him the bloating and this grief. If right. he took the healthy Trinity, would it cause him diarrhea, further diarrhea? Well, when you said he was getting the diarrhea predominantly at night, right? Well, he gets it all day, but it, then it picks up at night. Like so, he's up every couple hours running to the bathroom. That's that's how it started in the first place. Before any symptoms started, he started going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And he's had it for almost two years. It's two two years in February. Right. Um, so and then you know I guess now it's it's just even prednisone didn't even stop it from going in the night. You know what you might even want to try is take him off the probiotics for now, mm-hmm. like completely. Mm-hmm. And just work with the psyllium and the flax to see what what reduces the diarrhea. Okay, because he has been on probiotics since day one. I didn't put him on any drugs at the beginning and yeah. did the probiotics, and it worked quite well, and then, of course, it got out of hand. But Yeah. So, so why don't you experiment? Take, I mean, check this, check this out with his gut, okay, because he'll get uh-huh. a feeling. But, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm thinking, okay, take him off the probiotics completely. Uh-huh. Keep going with the wild oregano uh-huh. and experiment with the psyllium, the bentonite, and the flax okay. to see what's the best combination you can get to reduce that diarrhea. Okay. If possible, because I know it's hard to get all this stuff in on an empty stomach, you also might want to experiment with the L-glutamine. Yeah, yeah you... we've done that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's okay. not a problem. So, so 
experiment with those four substances, right? The psyllium, the flax, the bentonite, and the L-glutamine, and get that diarrhea greatly reduced. Once you have it reduced, like say three bowel movements a day, mm-hmm. then start experimenting with the probiotics. So maybe when you've got it down to three a day, mm-hmm. and even if he goes more at night, it's okay because let's say if he's down to three a day, give him the capsules, the capsule probiotics in the morning. Right, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so I just didn't know if it would suddenly cause a huge thing problem and he'd start bleeding and all. And all and I no, like, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, it's not going to do that. Okay. No, because it shouldn't take you more than a week or two to figure out the the stool bulkers, right? Right. Okay, um, and then I know you said not to stay on the wild oregano for more than two weeks without probiotic supplementation. So two weeks should be our max trying to this yeah. out. Okay. And yeah. then I'll try them up. Try them out with the healthy Trinity because that has more um, cultures in it anyway, right? Yeah, the and numbers higher. Experiment, like try them with that, mm-hmm. and if that works brilliantly and you've got something that works, just stick with it. Yeah, um, it. yeah obviously. And mm-hmm. if not, then maybe try the encapsulated powders. Maybe try the loose powders. Like then start experimenting. Okay, because the loose powders seem to be, the, that's what we've been using for, for months and months now. Because we started this in September. Right. Before, when we were on prednisone still. We, we started with the Absorb Plus and everything. And, and, you know, it looks like it's working, but you're on prednisone. So you can't tell until yeah. you start weaning from prednisone. And then it comes ramping back. And then that's when yeah. we decided we'd, we'd stop the drugs and do the remission diet, which right. has helped. It helped tremendously. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would try that because, you know, the other thing too is that the body, and I I don't know what would be the scientific explanation for this, but the body just sometimes needs you to mix things up a bit. Right. So like if you've been doing that form of probiotics at this dosage for this Mm -hmm. length of time, sometimes your body just needs you to change it. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. You know, you know how that goes? That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will try that. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And then, you know, you're on the forum, right, at JPT? I am, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I have, <laughs> as soon as you said Janice Walker, I'm like, oh, yeah. That <laughs> urgency know. in my voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, just let us know how it's going on the forum there. and Okay. Um, we'll take okay, it that sounds there. great. Thank you. Awesome. Take care, Janice. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, last call for questions? Nope. Nicole, I think we're done. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jeannie. This was a fun conversation. Definitely. Did did somebody else just try to say something? No? Okay. Hang on. I'm going to put us back in lecture mode. Okay. Great. So actually, do you know what I forgot to give out, Nicole, is uh, the website for Absorb Plus. (laughs) Oh, hello. In case people want to have a look at the ingredient list and learn more, we've also got a really great free... Um, information package on that site and and a special offer where you can get the IBD remission diet book for free. So the website for that is absorbplus.com. So and on that same website, don't oh sorry, Jeannie, don't um, don't forget to look at the FAQs on there too because there are close to forty of them and they're great. Yeah, good exactly, answer. exactly. Like there's a there's gonna and. Actually, I should say, today, the, we're shipping the product through the border, so we have to disable the website. Otherwise, the FDA goes on there and gives us hassle. <laughs> you know how the FDA is. 
So what we do now, what we've learned is that um, because currently we're manufacturing in Canada and we're shipping down to the States, and when it hits the border, they hold it, they test it, and then they pass it. But in the meantime, they go and they look at the website. And, of course, if the website is saying too many beneficial things, then they hold the product for longer. And they say, well, you need to change this. And, and then we have people say, where's my floor plus? So what we do now, if you ever do go to that website and it's down, that's why. It's because we're shipping product. <laughs> and we have to disable the websites. So, Good grief. Uh, I know. It's just, it, it's just a, and actually, do you know what? They make money from it. Because when they hold the product at the border, they charge us for storage. And You've got to be kidding. I'm not kidding, and it's not cheap. And so they must be making, I wouldn't be surprised if they're making a couple million a year just from holding supplements at the border and making people pay storage charges on them. Good grief. Yes, the, the lovely world of health supplements. Um, so, yeah, so AbsorbPlus.com. Then if people are interested in a lot of, like this teleseminar and the um, higher learning and the personalized forum where myself, Nicole, and Dr. Sylvia Knott, who's a medical doctor, will answer your questions one-on-one, that's all at jptwellnesscircle.com. And then for everything else in the blog, which is where I give also, I give away a ton of information. I put podcasts, free reports, that's listentoyourgut.com. We're all done. Hey, Nicole? Yeah. Can I, can I just interject one other thing for anybody Please. new? Listen to your gut is listen and then the number to yourgut.com. Yes. Actually, it's both now. Oh, is it? Oh, we, okay. We, yeah, we've been on the waiting list for listen to your gut for that domain for about five years, and whoever had it finally let it expire, and we've got it now. Excellent. So there you go. Yeah, they both Great. Place. Okay, so thanks so much, Nicole. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The moderator has left the conference.